Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Yo, what up, Spears? Steinberg. What's happening? Uh, you want to tell them where we are? Yeah, we're in uh, Southfield, which is really uh, Detroit, but it's a suburb of Detroit. It's supposed to be where the uh, classier Negroes of Detroit come to, there, but we we getting we getting Detroit's ghetto as finest. Thursday Thursday was remarkable, unbelievable. That was the the upside of Detroit. Yeah. Friday was uh, well. No, you know Thursday was 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 phenomenal, uh, and then this mysterious drop off <laughs> since then. But then it rebounded on Saturday, late night, second show. Uh, came was in incredible. Strong. Listen, you know, usually we could do a quick ten minutes on just the place we're at and uh, the the atmosphere and the people and the goods and the bads, but. We got to cut right to the chase, man. Uh, you got to cut to the You don't want to say it's a black-owned club? I will get, we, we, I, I'm going to get all to all that. All Let, right. let's, the death of a, of, a, of, a, of a legend has occurred in the social media world. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who – I'm sure some of y'all already know by now, my hardcore uh, fans and the, and the listeners of this podcast know, and I know it's killing y'all because y'all can't communicate with me uh, through uh, – that thing called Twitter, um, but I will be. I will, I'm coming back on some other shit that might actually be some better shit from for me from a financial standpoint. Um, but they think you're on life support right now. They don't know. They oh don't. no, it's the plug's been pulled. Yeah. I am. Twitter has suspended me permanently now. Uh, the body's dead. The body's dead, baby. <laughs> it uh, died. It, yeah, it's dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's crazy, man. It's 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 because you know again they think about violating Twitter rules and shit. Um, so apparently, here's what's real. Here's what really happened. You know, as always, anybody that listens to the podcast and anybody that follow me on Twitter knows I go hard in the paint when it comes to Trump and race. Um, and and you know, a couple of niggas in the coon camp who I went after. Uh, one of which who I I hate all them niggas to be honest, but. Particularly uh, Terrence Williams, the, the so-called comedian who advertises himself with the fried chicken. Um, his, you know, and then I'm gonna tell you the thing that really got me. I think pulled the plug, and you and I kind of joked about it yesterday. But before we get to that, 
So yeah, I go hard in the paint on Candace Owens, Terrence Williams, all these niggas in the coon camp. Sheriff Clark. And, and, Sheriff Clark. And it amazes me how these white folks who I call the mayonnaise people come to the aid of they fucking mascots. Like like they protect these niggas as though they got slavery papers on them. Like you can't hurt my property. And 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 it was really a gang of his supporters who had reported me saying that I was, you know, violating the terms of I guess abuse or or, or, hate, or speech. hate speech. And before we get to the, the, the how you gonna validate for me when mayonnaise people became hate speech. Uh, Cause what's amazing to me is nigga can be said on Twitter, you know, like a seven 11 by anybody all, all day, every day. Don't close holidays. Niggas free will, but mayonnaise people is what did me in. But before we get to that, I got to say it. And I, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a probably say this a number of times as I've always maintained on this for the record, let, let's let's get it straight. I love white people. I don't have a problem with white people, but I do have a problem with some white people, and we know who we're talking about. And as I once used to say in my stand-up, and I'm gonna say it again, I'm not saying all white people are racist. I'm just saying as a race, you guys are known for racism, and you know who you are. You know, you know who you are. You're on your cell phones reporting shit. You shouldn't be reporting. Leave little kids alone, selling lemonade and doing whatever, whatever the fuck they're doing. But I just, it, it's this, again, white arrogance is amazing to me. You're going to tell me as a white person who's never done the history, never taken the time to do the homework in regards to our history as to why we call other black people coons. You don't have the right to tell me why I'm wrong for that. Because clearly, if you've done your history, your homework, and you know our history, and you know the history of this country and what we've been through, there is a reason why we call coons coons. So for you as a white person who hasn't taken the time to do the homework to tell me I'm wrong for that, that's white arrogance. Like to, For you to take that stand and go, I don't need to know about what you've been through. I don't need to know the origin as far as where that comes from and why it comes from that place. I'm just going to take a stand and tell you it's wrong. How dare you? How fucking dare you? And and, and that's why I'm saying I love white people, but <clears throat> white people, some of y'all have an arrogance where you feel that, you know, you, you could just butt into anything and your stance and your ideas and your opinions supersede and override and are valid over everything else. And my whole thing is you haven't done the homework. I can't even sit here and say it'd be different if you did the homework and then you still tried to take that stance because if you did the homework, you would know that there's no stance to take. This is non-negotiable. If you understood why we call niggas coons, you would, there's no stance to take. This is not debatable. It's, it's, it's what it is for a reason. And it's crazy. <laughs> but you you don't see you you don't see in all facets why white folks think that they can say tell tell black folks what they're supposed to say and not say. Well, you don't I, you don't see white folks talking about rap music and saying hey, 
I'm gonna say the I, I have to. I'm gonna say it. I'm I'm just gonna say it. You, you you you. We already discussed this. You you got the pass today because based on on, on what we talking about, you can't tiptoe around this. Well, they they say they say nigger in rap music. So uh, so if they're saying it, why can't we say it? We all get to say it, or no one gets to say it again. That's coming from you not having done your homework. I I know what the reason. Oh Yo, yeah, is. no, no, I'm just saying. But but it goes along those same lines. If you've done your homework and you know about all the blood from that word, all the misery from that word, the pain, the death, the suffering, the torture, the the Holocaust, our Holocaust from that word, you would know better than to want to say it. You would get why you can't say it. You would get why you shouldn't say it. Fuck the fact that you got Patron in your system and you rock into your favorite Kanye West song. That moment does not supersede the history <laughs> of that word. And I just, it's, 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 it's fucking amazing to me because, uh, and, and, and again, it's one thing if like, you know, you just naive or, or and you don't know no better. Uh, but when you take that stance of, my word is law, and I know what I'm talking about, and you're just wrong. That's that's arrogance, dude. That's arrogance. You, they, like you're not even leaving the door cracked for. Well, you know what? I might be wrong. Maybe this is something I don't know about. Explain it to me. Let's start a dialogue. Educate, educate me. Help me understand. No, it's just flat out. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's racist of you to call another black person that horrible word. You know, again, you're basing that off of what? What you think you know? It's just, it's ridiculous. It's based on what they're, what, what as a white person we're allowed to do. That's what it's based on. Right. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, as far as uh, doing their homework and taking a position. But, oh, that's what, it, because it's, it's based on what we feel we're allowed to say. That's what they base it on, what we're allowed to say. If you can't, if we can't say it, if we can't call people, to, then you shouldn't do it either because we're, we're proper and we're doing proper stuff and we're helping you do things in a proper way. Yeah, but you know, it's almost like you, you, you want a, you want a racism free world, a kumbaya world filled with happiness and non-racial issues and everybody get along. But at the same time, you're not willing to fix Again, you worried about the symptoms instead of the problem, right? You know, let's start with fixing the problem, and the symptoms won't even be there. But they don't. But, but for the most part, and and I'm going to say it this way: to most white America, the part that you need that needs to be fixed is hidden because they didn't realize. I shouldn't say didn't realize they were they turned a blind eye to what was going on, and they're still turning it. Yeah. Because they don't want to be part of it. It's and it's what a lot of people do in all different cultures is when they see something that is is affecting that could affect them but doesn't affect them. Right. They turn an eye to it because they don't want to be part of it. Right. And and I think that that's really where this has come from. Right. Because they just people turn a blind eye to what's not affecting them. And if it's not affecting them, they haven't seen what has happened. And I think in this. In this world, people are trying, and this is this is really where I think everything is wrong right now because everything happens so fast right now. Information is distributed so quickly. Everything can happen so quickly that we want change to happen quickly. Uh, we want everything to take place. Well, some don't even want change to happen at all. <sighs> so, some uh, don't. 
<laughs> so, but the people who do want change think that it's supposed to happen overnight, and they don't understand this is a process. It didn't take. It took a long time to get this way. It's not going to change overnight, and that means you have to put effort in, and you have to be uncomfortable. And that's one thing that white folks don't want to be is uncomfortable. Yeah, this this thing of uh, uh, hey, there's a dead body on the floor. <laughs> Throw a sheet over it. Instead of moving the fucking body and cleaning up the area, just just throw a sheet over it. I don't want to deal with that. It's un- and, yeah. it's, it's just it's, it's crazy. And I really, you know, I think it's fucking insane. And I and I and I wish someone over at Twitter could give me the answer as to because what are the parameters? Because it doesn't make sense when you go, you can't say hateful speech or fucked up shit. Nigga is the most dangerous word. In the English language, and it's on and, there like nothing, and, and and they don't they don't police that at all. So what does that really say? And who controls Twitter, niggas? I guarantee you, it ain't no niggas. No. So again, this falls into the mindset that is America, and let's be honest, white America. It's okay to say nigga. If the most dangerous word. The, you, if you say anything in terms of, uh, I, and when you when they say hate speech, like f- fill me in, but like, what exactly? Because what's confusing to me is again to me, "nigga" is the most dangerous word in the English language. So if I go, no matter what context I use it in, I say "nigga," that's okay. But me saying what "fuck Jews," that's hate speech, right? Yeah, that would be hate speech. I, I just I, I don't understand why it's like you know. For you to allow that word just feeds into the psyche that it's been sewn into the American fabric, like 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 you know like the like the stars in the flag. That's just part of it. That's just part of America, niggas. I think the second most dangerous word is N word because it's allowed white folks to say the word with just a loophole to get around it because everybody knows what you're saying. They want to say it, so they bring it up that way. Well, I don't. I don't. I know you don't agree with this. Cause I don't we've had differentiate this between saying N word and nigga as one being less than the other. You know what I mean? Well, they're uh, still saying it though. Listen, when you say say it, say it in what context? Because they're still using it to get what they want out of the word. The only difference is it doesn't trigger a black person to get as mad at the person well, you saying. I, I, it. But I've never seen a white per- person use it in the context. In terms of throwing it at a black person in some demeaning way, fucking n word. No, but it's their it's their opportunity when they're sitting next to a black dude to say, "Oh, the n word," and really, that, that's not the same as flat out. No, no, no. It's not, but it's their way to get get around. Yeah, I, I, I like I know white folks. <laughs> I happen to be part of the the group. Yeah, yeah, but but what you're saying in terms of, I just think that I I, I just. Look, listen. I heard black folks tell, tell me before that "thug" was the new word. That that's what white code. people were trying to use, right. yeah, to to uh, to get that in. There's no code needed because white folks figured out how to do it a long time ago. And what 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 makes me mad about it is, I'll tell you what makes me mad about it is that if you're having a conversation and I say the word like I did in the conversation right now, and I actually felt uncomfortable saying it, right. but if I was to say, "Oh, the N word." Then there was no uncomfortability. There should be uncomfortability because that's part of where the problem is, is because we're trying to again, eliminate in, the uncomfortability. Yeah, but in context, when you just go the N-word, that's not the same as 
flat out a nigga and 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 as a white person in whatever context you use it in it's not okay understand you just go in the n-word that ain't that you ain't putting no punch on that there's no snap on that punch so there's no punch so if i was just to to to, if i was having a regular conversation and i use the word but with no punch or no snap in it give it to me give me the context i have the conversation i do the joke on stage but that's different. You're on stage. Okay, that I'm is- talking about right now. Like okay. if me and you are in conversation right now as a black dude and a white dude who just met and you want to say the N-word, give me the context in which you use it. Well, I was walking over here today and then this one guy called this other guy a nigger. No, you didn't say that. Say N-word. No, but that's how the... Okay, let me do it the other way. Yeah. I was walking over here and this other guy called the other guy an N-word. Okay, but you're telling me a story. How does that affect me? It doesn't, but oh, okay. But then, in any story, can a white dude come? In a, can a white person use that in a story? Because if they could, then in context, when a music Man, if is you're on, telling, if you're telling me that same, I just met you. Yeah, we're having a conversation. You're explaining to me what just went down. Okay, if you were to say that same thing, go blah blah blah. This guy, this guy, nigga. Now we have a problem. Yeah. Why would you feel that comfortable to say that? But then, but why would you feel that comfortable? To say the, it, it's not the story same. isn't necessary. It's to be able to use the word. But you didn't use the word, Andy. You didn't use it. They slid it by. Is it's it? not a. No, I'm, I'm, now, what, you remember what you just now told me? Yeah. I'm the white guy. I'm telling you. Okay. I'm the black guy. I I'm know. telling you. But I'm just letting you know when white people feel that they can slide that in that way, they feel just but as But you're not sliding it in. You're not sliding it in. You, you sitting there having a conversation with me going, blah, 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 blah. And this fucking guy. He called the guy the N word. I'm not going to get upset at that because you were respectful and you didn't say it. Right. Once you say it, now it's a different ball game. But I got to have it in the conversation. No, you didn't. Okay. No, you. I'm telling you, you didn't. Ain't no black dude going to ball his fist up and go, yo, I'm about to put, knock this nigga's teeth out. No, I know. Because he said the N-word. I know. Not the word, but the N-word. No, I, That's I, not the same as... Right. And no You got to get permission before you can go no, there. No, and I know. And you just said they're not going to ball their fist up. But what, what happened was, is that dude still figured out a way to get something across that he wanted to get across. No, he didn't. Because if he really wanted to get across what he wanted to get across, he'd have said nigga. Yeah, and then he would have got one across. So that's why. There you go. Now we're gonna tag team you now, my man. Uh, I don't want to. I know Stefan, right? Steven. Steven, Okay. Um, we got a guest, uh, and we're gonna talk about his book uh, in a little bit. But just so he's not just still sitting here holding the mic. What's your last name, brother? Lark. Stephen Lark. Stephen Lark. We got my man Stephen Lark here. Uh, he's got a book. What's the name of the book? Tell the world understanding oneself. Okay, and we're gonna dive into that in just a hot second. But uh, do you have anything you want to chime in on to uh, further illustrate my point to um, this white man? So he understands. <laughs> I'm not and see, and, and and I'm not saying you. I'm I'm being joking yeah, yeah, here a yeah, little no, bit. No, no, I know. Yeah. But but, I, but 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 again, here going back to what I'm saying about white arrogance. It's like, and this is the beef that I would have with white people on Twitter. You would get black people in abundance, six, seven at a time, telling the same one white person, we're all telling you the same shit, and you still won't budge. You want some Florida stand my ground shit. You got six niggas telling you the same shit, and you still in defiance telling us we're wrong. We're wrong. Plurals. Do you understand how arrogant that is? Yeah. How wrong that is? Go ahead, Steve. 
I totally agree. Um, on which one? All of it, nigga. um i mean i'm from a you know i am from the streets and you know when when i i really haven't had that experience because i'm from chicago illinois and i'm from the hood uh chicago illinois so when we don't have that much interaction with white people and i don't you know i hate to use that word but we don't have that much interaction with white people not only that there's a lot of things that we see on a daily and on a regular and there's a lot of things that get fed to us on a regular so when we sit down and we watch things like roots or anything that's pertaining to history in a way that it kind of does something to us so when we go out in the streets and what Mr. Spears is, you know, saying to you, say, for instance, you came up to Mr. Spears, not identifying with, with what, you know, his race. You already know his race. You already know where we came through, where we came from. So even if you were going up here, explaining the story, you already know you're not going to use. You're not going to sit here and say the nigga. You're just not. They, I, they know enough about it to know they can't say exactly. it. But you don't know what you need to know. As to really what makes it so dangerous, yeah, okay, and, and so offensive. This is what I'm saying. White people know enough to go up. Oh, can't say that word, but do you really know why? Okay, for real. Okay, even if they don't know why, what have we learned to do by using by just saying n word? Because oh, it, this is no, 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 no. Here's here, here's what I'm going to say. This I'm going to say this. <laughs> I see you got your feet planted in, no, no, in no, the no. dirt. Because that's how you feel, and I and I'm not taking right. away anything from how you feel. That's how you feel. Okay, he gets a pass because he said n word that was respectful. He didn't say it. The other side of the the other side of the fence is, well, now I'm going to say it. How do I call these niggas niggas? Oh, n word. I can just go up and have a conversation with them, and I'll just throw in. Andy, you got to stop N-word, saying N-word. that. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing to you. It's the same thing to white folks. No, it's not. Not to the. Hey, listen. when used in the right context, you're right. It's not when they're trying to explain a, a situation. You think a white person that really wants to call niggas niggas says N word and feels satisfied? That's like saying nigga, I'm hungry, and instead of swallowing the food, I'm gonna chew it and spit it out. I, th- I need to swallow it to be full. I think if there's a reason that that needed to be said, you should either figure out not to say it at all or then have a reason to have a conversation about it because that is just when – I, when I watch people on television and then they say, said the N-word, we just said to everybody in America without saying it the word anyway. Well, listen, we, we could play that game all day. The C word, the F word. But you know why we started saying the F word? Why do we start using the word F word? You know what F word I'm talking about? Yeah. Man, fuck, faggot. Okay, that, that one's fine. Why do we start using the word F word for fuck? Why do we start saying that? Who do we start saying it for? Well, I, I, you got me there. For children. Because we'd say in front of them, we'd say in front of kids, oh, don't say that. That's the F word. You're not children. You're men. And I think that but, the way we're fucking doing this but is F-word, just but, but a different F-word, little spiral but F-word around. F word ain't never hung nobody from trees. F word ain't never had nobody. Throw it on the front. Of, throw it on the front of the N word, and then see if it hung someone from a tree. Uh, okay, but Andy, listen. I'm not. I'm, I'm, you, 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 you trying to, you trying to uh, tic tac toe here with me? And it's like, come on. At the end of the day, you take away fuck. You take away every vile word in the English language, or you use all those words in the English language. Again, historically, none of those words have the blood on it that that word has. Agreed, a hundred percent. But when you're trying to figure out how to maneuver your way through something, I'm just saying, 
I know what some people are doing, and I know what other people are doing. Some people are good people intentionally using saying N-word to try to have a conversation or to work around something. There's other people that aren't. They're, they're leaving in. They smile. They laugh. They do whatever they do because they know that they got in what they wanted to try to get in. I see these people. I know these people. I grew up as as growing up as a Mexican Jew and growing up looking like a white dude and I'm in someone's house and I'm listening to them talking about Mexicans and then they're smiling at my mom later that day not knowing not realizing that I heard their whole conversation. Isn't it nice you have that cover? Yeah, it is nice to have that cover. I don't. I know you don't. Steven does it. I get that. So do you see the difference? Yeah. Yeah, you have that cover of being of, of not being able to have someone figure out, holy shit, I'm talking shit and I'm amongst the enemy. There's no hiding with us. It is what it is. So when I tell you that people are hiding shit from you or trying to, then maybe you should maybe take a look, a look at what I'm saying. But we know the difference. We know the difference between people that are trying to hide and people that aren't. We know the difference. Okay, I'm just saying what everybody says at their home or not in front of you. Well, what they say at their home is a different story, man. Yeah, but it's the people. I play with my balls when I'm at home, I, I would, naked in my house. Because and I, foul shit because, with food products, I, nigga. That don't hurt nobody. I'm at home. But So it doesn't hurt anybody to breed that kind of, uh, that kind of uh, personality at their house. Who's it hurting? The person that... Other people that, it, that they come in contact with later. But they're not in contact at your house. No, but I think we got to, you know, we have to like start over. I feel like we have to start over and figure out how to be humans. No, first. we have to, you know what we have to do? Really? You know what we have to do? What? And, and, I, and, I, and as harsh as this sounds, this is a reality for white people. Shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> and stop trying to have a stance. Okay. Stop, you know, because it, it's too much. Well, here's what I think. Okay, I, I get it. We do need to have a dialogue. But historically, y'all have not been hung from trees, attacked with dogs, churches bombed, kids and children killed, maimed, women raped, stolen identity. So, what is what are you? What's your plight to me? My personal plight? No. In this discussion, as far as race, what's your plight to me? I would say that what I'm trying to talk about and the way people do things is historically. It's not what people say on the streets. It is what they say at their home because uh, when the Jews were put into camps, that shit started at people's homes talking about Jews. I'm not talking about Jews. I get Jews. I'm talking about Anglo-Saxon Christian white folks. What's your plight to me? I don't have a plight for them. Okay. Well, then there it is. So if you have nothing to add as far as your history versus my history in America, shut up and listen. That, and, 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 and figure out how through an understanding, now how do we get better? How do we become more sensitive? How do we know what to say, what not to say? You tell, for, for what your people have been through and continue to go through, tell me what I can do to make it better. That it's, would be listening. You're right. There, there you go. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm saying. White people are too interested. Some, see, this is what I say. I gotta keep saying this. Some white people are too interested in thinking that racism is either completely dead or that because we had a black president or because we've come a long way, forget the past, start now. One of the most insensitive things I always hear white people say, your people weren't slaves. Your people weren't, I mean, you weren't a slave. Your people were, but you weren't. Have you ever been a slave? How fucking stupid. And just because I wasn't there for the scene of the crime don't mean that I'm exempt from having any kind of feelings about what went down. 
It's still my people. It's still my plight. It's still my history. And in order, for, like Farrakhan said, in order for history to not repeat itself, you must never forget. You always remember. You forgive, but you never forget. So, you know what I mean? But for those people that say that about uh, and those are the, and, and, and those are the same insensitive motherfuckers that you know what? Yeah, behind closed doors, say nigga. Right. Slavery didn't really end until the 1950s in this country. People don't really understand what systematic oppression is. So when they say your people, your grandfather did. Your grandfather was going through it. Your father was going through it. Right. So I, I, I just maybe, maybe I have more. Maybe it's because of my education that it bothers me more than it mo- most. And that's why I get upset about the whole thing. Like I, I'm not as upset as you. Obviously, you have you live through it. I know I can walk around any street and across the street they just see a white dude well, walking across the street. Well, technically, technically, no, I haven't lived through it. You live through it daily here in this country. It's still this way. I'm talking about in terms right, of right, that, right, to right. that level and that degree. No, I've never lived through it. I maybe twice in my entire 43 year existence, I've had a white person say "nigga" to me, like "nigga," and both times I laughed my ass off. Because uh, one was a homeless white bitch. And I'm like, bitch, you screaming nigga to a nigga and escalate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go get me a sandwich, bitch. <laughs> you call me nigga all day. You ain't got nothing to eat. <laughs> and I forget the other time. Uh, but yeah. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's just this, this whole, where we are right now is, is like, I hate to use the, the term slippery slope, but I just feel like we're in that area where we, we're, 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 we could either figure it out or we could go backwards. Yeah, I don't. I, we're definitely not going backwards, but I don't know that we'll ever figure it out. Because in order to figure it out, like I said, I think people have to shut up and listen, and be uncomfortable, and be uncomfortable, and that's a hell of a combination. And I don't think most people. And again, I, some white people, but you guys historically have shown there's an arrogance to you. There is an arrogance to you. You don't want to be put in a place. You don't want to be told what to do. You don't want to be told to shut up and listen. It just white goes against white, the mayonnaise shit. You know? Do you like ranch dressing? Absolutely. You know that that's that's the white dude's conspiracy because that's made out of mayonnaise, trying to get black folks on mayonnaise. But it's got. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, I was going to say it's, it's, it's got it's got black specks in it. Though. Yeah, it has seasoning. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's got niggas in it. Yeah. Um, let's get to the book. Uh, what's the book called again? Tell the world understanding oneself. Okay, and uh, what's it about? It's uh, before I get to that. Can yeah. I just briefly discuss who I am? Is that okay? With Absolutely, you? go ahead. Uh, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. My full name is Stephen Jasid Lark. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of my uh, closest closest friends call me Jasid or Ja. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the name that identify with. I call it the supreme self, which is my highest self. And it's you know it's funny that you guys are sitting here talking about you know, the races, the N word. And I, I, I see both sides of it, you know, and especially Mr. You know, Steinberg's funny, you know, ways, but trying to ease it in. I still see it, but my, th- you know, where I go with, I like to deal with the solution. I don't like to sit here and look at, Oh, he called me this. He called me that. I look at what, what are we doing? You know, of course, you're successful. You, you, you do what you're doing for, you know, to be successful. But for the people that we see every day, we, you know, we experience every day. Hey, what's up, my nigga? What's up this? What's up that? I respect that. But if we don't like the word, why are we continuing to use it? 
that's just where I go with that. And I understand that we were, you know, brought up this way or we, we were, we kind of formed ourselves into becoming, make it into our own language just for the comfortability of ourselves. But then when the, you know, the white man use it, we get upset because as they, we, as we should. And yeah, and I, I re, and, and we should get upset. But on the other hand, I'm sitting here looking, well, if they see us and we're constantly nigga this, nigga that, nigga this, nigga that, and you know, we, we're a group of people. We, we, we do what we want to do. Hey, you guys know each other. Of course. Yeah. You got the pass. You can do it. But what, what the, the white man might sit here and think, well, they use it. They use it. They use it. Hey, I can, I feel, hey, I can converse with, with them too. And of course, that's not accepted. No, I'm not sitting here saying that. But my thing is where I'm going with it. If we use it on the daily and this becomes part of our regular vocabulary, like it's a part of our vocabulary, which it should not be, because if we don't like something, then you don't use the word. You don't but conversate. We all, but with we, all, it. we all don't not like it. We don't. What it is is. Well, when the white man uses it, we get upset, as we should, you know, so what, what, what the white man feels has nothing to do and should never have anything to do with how we feel. Mm -hmm. White man can feel how he want to feel all day. Exactly. White, at what point white people felt like we belonged in chains. Exactly. So if we adhere to what they feel, we might as well be back in chains. Of course. Okay. Of course. But my thing is, I just feel my stance is that we should try to maybe change how we speak with each other, because if we're not speaking each other with that language, meaning I feel like I don't, I mean, when I'm speaking with uh, somebody running a business or, you know, I'm trying to start up my own organization, I'm not going to, and I'm trying to get this young man off the streets or talk to him in a way, I will not use that word when I'm talking with him because I want him to know that there's a higher level with that. You know, you don't have to identify with that word or look at yourself as a nigga because the way I look at the word, I look at the word as a tool. You look at the hammer, you use the hammer for whatever the hammer needs to be used with. You pick the pen up, you write with the pen. It seems like they gave that name and that tool, that name is like a tool because we were, we were working people. We built this country. Yeah, but for the people that don't have hammers, you have to make do with what you can. Exactly. And people who can still put that nail in without a hammer. Right. And then they don't have to, we don't need to be using that word. You know, I just Brother, feel like it's that's, just that's, a, that's a tough fight. Yes. That's, that's a tough fight. I, I, because, I totally agree. Because you got to understand something. Uh, based on the conditions in which we live in, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, we can, part of it is systematic racism as mm -hmm. to why we're in the conditions we're in. But at the end of the day, uh, unless there's going to be some magical snap of a finger, Mm -hmm. Where we're all successful and yeah. rich, and the yeah. ghettos are no longer, yeah. and we living in this perfect world society, yeah. and not even—I'm not even talking black and white. I'm just mm -hmm. let's just say all black people. Mm -hmm. uh, if we could snap our fingers and we live in a new world of just complete beauty and kings and queens, and we we the we the citizens of Zamunda mm -hmm. and Wakanda, mm -hmm. unless that's going to happen, um, these conditions are what they are, and people are raised in these conditions, and. The roots are so deep mm -hmm. into who and what we are and how we are mm -hmm. that that's just part of the vernacular. Trying to get black people to stop saying nigga is going to be just as possible to achieve as stopping the drug game. Mm -hmm. You know, people do what makes them feel good. And, and, and language is part of what feels good. Mm -hmm. And when you sitting around and you chilling with your family and you playing spades and you shooting dice or you, you know, you kicking it with your fellas and you throwing some drinks back. You know, all of that feels good, and 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 when motherfuckers talk, we not even. T I think it's 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 too deep of a level. I get what you're saying, mm -hmm. but I think it's too deep of a level 
to expect black people to have this consciousness to go, hey, brother, we shouldn't say that word. If we're in the middle of doing what we're doing and we're feeling good, hey, what's up, nigga? We're not even thinking about it on a conscious level. It's just part of the vernacular. Right. Well, you my nigga, dog. We talking. We niggas. We, this, this how this, we, we got a certain swagger and a style and a slickness mm-hmm. to us that's just been embedded mm-hmm. from day one. And, and I don't think that's, that's ever going to change. And just because we call ourselves that, I don't ever look at it or I'm going to look at it, nor should we look at it as, hey, brother, if we call ourselves that and the white man is seeing us do that, then what kind of precedent does that set? Fuck that man. That's got nothing to do with us. That's, got no- that's like when I hear white people go, yeah, you know, niggas are killing each other in Chicago. You know, how could you, you know, y'all so worried about cops. Fix black on black crime. First of all, crime is crime. Mm-hmm. Ain't no black on black crime. White people kill white people. Asians kill Asians. Uh, Hispanics, Hispanics. And you don't call it Latino on Latino, white on white, Asian on... Crime is crime. Mm-hmm. And that's just a bullshit excuse for you to use to not deal with the bigger issue. Mm-hmm. And my tax dollars pay police to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't control what other niggas do in the streets. I mm-hmm. can't control that. Mm-hmm. That's, not my, that's not up to me. Mm-hmm. That's up to the police mm-hmm. who my tax dollars pay. Mm-hmm. So don't use black on black crime and what we do in our community as a means to, to deflect from the bigger issue. Mm-hmm. That's none of your business. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our community. Let us deal with what's going on in our locker room. We're going in our locker room. Stay in our locker room. That's none of your business. Mm-hmm. And again, that, that goes back to white arrogance. Well, we, well what about you, what you niggas is doing over here? Don't worry about what we're doing. Fix the police, nigga. That's what we pay for. Mm-hmm. So let's deal with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I hear where you're coming from. And yeah. that's a very beautiful yeah. and noble idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know how realistic that is, though. I feel like uh, it, it can't be realistic. I just feel like that's that's you know what that's why I started this book and wrote this book because I was there. I was every conversation I was having, nigga this, nigga that, man, what the fuck? Man, you know what I mean? I mean, I was like inbreded in the streets. But what changed my idea of myself and who I was, I look back and it's I guess it's when when I had my first son. And I looked at him and I was like, he is one day going to be a reflection of me. So if I'm out here hanging with the the boys, he's going to grow up and sooner or later he's going to be emulating the same thing that I do. What can I do to change my identification of who I am? Because he's going to start representing me one day, you know, so I feel it begins with us because I mean, I'm not I don't know if you, you don't have kids or anything like mm-hmm. that, but it's just something when when, when you have kids, you like. He's going to be like me or something greater. What can I do as a parent, as the adult, to make sure he's going to grow up as successful as he should be? Not everybody think like that because of why our environment. We, we look, hey, there's no way out. There's no job. There's no this. There's no that. There are a lot of things systematically that is fucked up. Because I went through it. I was there. I was like, whoa, okay, they're saying that the, the, the unemployment is going up, but yet I can't get a job. There's a job, but there's a hell of a temp job, but that's a temp job. That's not permanent. It's not safe. You know? So it, 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 we, we kind of come to like a, it, it puts us in a box. Like, how do I get out of this? But yet, when I look out of my window, I see the homeboys, see everybody drinking beer. I feel like it's the environment. But when the person changed, he said, I don't want, I, I don't identify with that. And I say this because I'm a big person of meditation. So let me just explain this. 
when meditation is about it's it's more like when you're, we have sixty thousand dollars in or more a day. We're constantly thinking, our thoughts constantly going, constantly going. That's why we sleep at night. Because throughout the whole 24-hour period, we're constantly thinking. The brain is a muscle. It actually really never stops. So when do you, the person, takes time to sit back and sit here and say, let me take time, five, even if it's five minutes, and stop. It may sound weird because I was there. What the fuck is matter? How the hell is this going to change my life? I'm a person, I guess, what they call ADD, ADHD or whatever. So I got to keep moving. I got to keep thinking. I got to do whatever. And that's what got me in a predicament. Not paying attention to myself. Not paying attention to my environment. And also listening to others. Because it seems like when you, the person, makes the change and nobody else wants to make the change, you kind of find yourself alone because everybody's doing what they're doing to get on to the next day. Because, shit, we all in this together. We're trying to figure it out. You know? So when me, myself, tries to make the change, even with how I speak, I'm no longer on the streets with, with, with our boys using that, you know, nigga this and nigga that, and, and even I dress differently. And then when I come back around, the first thing they sit here and think is, oh, wow, he's successful. And then they come back around, hey, how you doing, sir? Wait, what you mean, sir? I'm, we're the same age. Why are you calling me sir? You, we grew up together. But yet he's calling me sir, meaning what? He sees a different identity. He don't see what he used to see in me no more. He doesn't even talk with using that N-word anymore. It's almost like he sees himself in me because I decided I want to change. So that's when I get back to you. It begins with us. Even if you're the person that grew up on the streets all your life and you don't want to, you don't want to let your hood friends go. But guess what? When are you going to decide to do something better, change your mind, because that's when the change starts. When I did it, oh my gosh, everything starts to happen. I never would have thought that I would be sitting here having an interview with you, Mrs. Spears. Never in my life. My family, even when I was writing this book, because what? I changed myself. They said, you're stupid. Why would you quit your job? Because I used to work for Chase Car Services. Why would you quit your job? Everybody was, I had a nice car. I had my own place. I was doing for everybody. Because it seems like as long as I was doing for everybody, because everybody was in that, that I guess, the, the, the poverty mode. So when somebody's somewhere doing good, they clean to that and they suck you dry. So when I said, you know what, I want better for my family, but this is not going to be enough. I need to make a change. This job is not enough. I told my family, you know what they sound like? I'm going to write a book. I want to write multiple books. I have to do this. Our society is fucked. And if we don't change ourselves, then when are we going to see the change? They all laughed at me. You're stupid. You're this. You're that. It's not going to work. And I just felt like that just because they just wasn't going to benefit from the small amount of wealth. I wrote about it. But I never thought that the book would come to life. And it all started in my head. I started meditating. I said, what can I do to better myself? My highest consciousness said, write a book. All right, man. So where can people find your book? You can definitely find it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, iPad, iPhone, iPhone Nook, um, OutskirtPress.com. And you can also reach me on Stephen Jasid at Stephen Jasid on Twitter, at Stephen Jasid on Facebook.com. Okay, excellent. Uh, is that all the social media? Uh, you can. I have a small YouTube channel. It's not... You know, like everybody else's, whatever. I'm still starting out small, but I also have a YouTube, uh, Stephen Jesse Lark. Okay, well, I, I uh, make sure y'all pick it up. Make sure y'all uh, check it out. Um, now, on another note, 
uh, <laughs> since we're here in D-Town, uh, I want to talk about uh, something. Because, you know, again, there's this, always this running misconception or idea of people who think they, they know who I am or what I am. And, and I just I need to set the record straight uh, about a few things. Listen, and I'm particularly talking to, uh, and pardon me, Stephen, but niggas here. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to uh, some of the brothers. To you up and would be common comics, um, when y'all come up to me and ask me for uh, five minutes of guest time, and I tell you no, you have to stop being so fucking devastated at the idea that you've been told no. Um, because it really shows a, a certain amount of arrogance on your part for you to assume that you are going to get some stage time. And that's exactly what it is. It's an assumption on your part that I would say yes, because if you're prepared to hear no, then there's no reason to be upset. And you niggas get really fucking devastated. I see it in your face. You roll your eyes. I even see some of y'all huddle up and start whispering amongst your other comic peers that are on your level. You know, this nigga this and this nigga that. And I know you're talking about me, but it's crazy for you to get upset when you have zero credits You've never performed outside of your region. And to think that you are automatically going to get some stage time from a comedian whom you've never met, nor who you know, and just assume you're going to hear, hear a yes uh, is arrogant on your part. Um, why would I tell you yes? I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to say that I'm trying to uh, say that I'm better than you in any way because I'm certainly not. But my point is I have a show that I like to have run a certain way. And I'm very, very anal and very, very professional when it comes to the flow of my show. And if I've never seen you as a comic and I don't know what your material is, I don't know how blue you may or may not be. And not that that's a factor, but I know how blue I am and I know how raw I am. And if I'm coming up there doing what I'm doing and then you go on before me and you do five minutes of just straight uh, uh, motherfucker, nigga, motherfucker, shit, shit and all that wild shit and that loud shit. It's too much, and I have a certain flow to my show. So if I knew you or if I saw you or maybe what the right thing to do would be to go, hey, man, uh, maybe check me out on YouTube or let me see you first. But not you just don't show up on game day and go, hey, coach, put me in the game. Motherfucker, practice, nigga. Like Iverson, we talking about practice. You know what I'm saying? I got I to gotta see you first, and I don't know you. And, 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 you know, I have a flow to my show and a system. Um, so y'all have to drop this arrogance that you have, uh, because you haven't heard what you wanted to hear. You know, anytime I go into something, I never go into something with the idea that it's automatic. Um, I always have to, in the, in the back of my mind, entertain, there could be a no. So if you, if you're prepared for a potential no, then there's no reason to be devastated. Um, and then on top of that, what kills me is this again, I, in the, in the world of comedy, I'm striving to be as great as Chappelle. I'm striving to be as great as the late great Patrice O'Neill. I know I'm not there yet. And and I don't I don't care how great somebody is, uh there's always room for improvement. You're always trying to evolve and get better. You know, even I I've heard De Niro and, and Pacino say there's no such thing as perfection. You know, they're they're learning. And these are two of the greatest icons in the acting game. So that, so that being said, it's like rather than get devastated and tuck your dick between your thighs. Sit and watch the show. You know, maybe there's something you might pick up from watching me. Maybe there's something you might learn that you haven't learned before. I've been doing this 29 years. 
You know what I mean? I've been doing this all over the country, certain parts of the fucking world and continents and countries. I'm learning. So don't get devastated and pout and then bounce. Sit down and watch. Maybe you might pick something up. Maybe somewhere in there we strike up a conversation and we could get to a deeper level of why I may have said no. I can have a personal conversation with you as to why I said no. And maybe you can have a personal conversation with me as to what's going on in your head instead of getting mad and thus continuing the legend. Yeah, he's an asshole. Based on what? Because I told you no. Come on, man. Y'all niggas got to do better than that. You know, sometimes too, when you have your headphones in your ear and you're getting ready to go on stage, and you get in your you're in your head, you're trying to get into your flow, and people come up and interrupt you, right? Not understanding that you have a process to get ready to go on stage, right? And they interrupt and they don't understand why you're being short. Uh, that's why you're, you're still trying to stay in the game that you got to go that you got to go on yeah, stage. Yeah, I, I, you know, listen, I and I'm always uh, apprehensive when I'm when I'm and new surroundings and dealing with people who I don't know. And, 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 you know, look, there might be a time or two where, yeah, because of those things and past experiences where, you know, I, I come across a host that I've never met before and to be specific, a black host. And again, listen, man, you know, there are times when if I don't, if again, I hate to make it like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want this to come off. Like, you know, look, I love my people. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I love my motherfucking people. But I also know how we can be. And and a lot of black comics tend to be loud and just be filled with profanity because their skill set is not strong. And they think loud and cussing is comedy. And it's not. And if and if I don't know your skill set, then I'm apprehensive about talking to you because I don't want to establish a relationship that's not gonna go nowhere. But once I've seen and I've been places where once I've seen the host I go, oh, this motherfucker's legit. And now I feel comfortable or now I feel at least open enough to create a dialogue with you because I respect your skill set. Um, and again, I'm not sitting here like, nigga, I'm the greatest thing in comedy because I know I'm not. But I take this shit serious and I'm, a, and, I'm, and I'm a student of the game. And I know what I bring to the table. I got a crossover, you know. Um, so I'm just, I'm just saying, man, y'all niggas... Really, man, uh, y'all got to drop your arrogance because it kills me. Some of y'all have never performed outside of your region, and y'all act like y'all done put down four HBO specials, and it, it, it's hilarious to me. Uh, humble your motherfucking self and, 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 and stop assuming that I'm a certain way just because, yeah, I got my headphones on or I tell you no. I don't know you. I don't know your skill set. Uh, but game recognize game. If I come play pickup ball and I see you got a whip wop and a crossover and a couple of moves, I got to respect that. So, you know, you know me in terms of comedy. I don't know you. You understand the difference? You know what I bring to the table. You've seen me. Eight years Mad TV, Shaq's All-Star Comedy Jam, Chocolate Sundays, Kevin Hart, uh, 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 Cat Williams. You know me. I don't know you, and that's the difference. So as arrogant as that might sound, you get what I'm saying. I got to see you. I got to know you. I got to trust in you. I, I'm just not going to let you come on my show not knowing what you're going to do. Because if you bring down the energy of my show, now I have to come and clean up your mess. So there that is. And, 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 and look, when you've been doing this for as long as I've been doing it, and I joke about it, it's tongue-in-cheek jokes for me. 
But as you talked about in your book, how we could do better. Yeah, we do need to do better um, in a lot of different aspects. Uh, black clubs, man, I understand, you know, sometimes we start from, from you know, from behind the, from behind the, you know, the starting mark, whatever. We, we five, ten paces before the starting mark, but we got to do better, man. Like, like this, this club, I made a list of black clubs tend to start late the show. A lot of times the MCs don't respect the time and they go over the time. Uh, we have nobody manning the, 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 the fucking, the, the sound station. You go to the white clubs, they got somebody in the sound booth prepared for emergencies. If the mic cut off, if something go wrong, if the sound need to go up, there's somebody there on the job. There's nobody manning the stations in, 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 in the club. And he's having problems. The mic needs to be turned up. I got to go find the guy to turn the mic up. I shouldn't have to do that. Then when the guy turns the mic up, he turns it up too loud and then leaves the station. Now it's too loud and there's feedback. Guess what? I got to go chase that guy down again to correct the mic. I shouldn't have to do that. Uh, you guys don't have a backup mic. Why would you not have a backup mic? You're in the middle of a show. If the mic breaks down, now what? And you got two shows to do. If the mic breaks down before guitar, after guitar center is closed, now we got no second mic. How are we going to do the second show? Last night, they ran out of water. How are you running out of anything? You take inventory. This is a business. And, 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 and this is why stereotypically... We as black people get a bad rap because yeah. when it comes to business, we don't be on our P's and Q's. And this is why during the frustration of all of this, it enhances you to put the spice on this food. Tease niggas. Is it okay if I pick it back on that? Yeah. I totally agree with you, uh, Mr. Spears. For example, just to sit here and say, if I would have came to you and be like, yeah, I written this book, this, that, and the other, and I got to idea with nothing in fruit of uh, uh, nothing in fruit nothing in front of me how in the heck can i sit here and do or even talk about a podcast or what i want to bring forth if i have nothing to produce right see what well, we as people we want to jump the gun a lot you know right. oh I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rapper i think i can rap oh i got one this that and the other and we jump the gun and we want to just hurry up and put ourselves out there what a lot of times what what, what mr spears is trying to say you guys Take your goddamn time. Do your homework. Right now might not be your time. My book was done in 2004. It is 2018. Guess what? At the time, wasn't my time. Right now may be my time. So that's just what I want to let you guys know out there. Right now may not be your time. Now, in the meantime, while you're waiting to get your start or to meet who you need to meet, practice your craft. Make sure you got your everything on point. So when that time comes, you're gonna knock it out of the box. Right. I mean, I mean, like even even last night, uh, I think the first show was sold out, and the, and the MC kept telling me he was like, "Oh my god, all these comics is blowing up my phone asking me for guest spots. Can they do guest spots on your show? Why are they calling you? They so they calling you asking you. So they just gonna bypass the headliner." And ask the MC, he he gonna give you the green light. That kind of thinking is insane. Mm -hmm. Now again, ultimately, if you show up and you go, well, I'm gonna just go up to him and I'm gonna ask him. 
Yeah, that's what happens most of the time. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's telling me, yo, there's people calling me asking me if I can give him a guest spot. So fuck the headliner. You're going to bypass the headliner and ask the MC to put mm-hmm. you on. Y'all niggas is goofy, man. Y'all I mean, we, we, we look at things on TV. I mean, I know we inspire off uh, Russell Simmons and, you know, Jamie Foxx. You know, a lot of people that started the comedy, Shaquille O'Neal. But it's like when we come to certain clubs that this is designed to these, these these spots, you're right. It's not where it should be. You know, we got to get it together. We got we got to stop half-assing. And and that that and and we cut corners. Yeah. Like I go to black yeah. like I remember I, listen, I hadn't performed here in Detroit. The last time I performed out here it was Coco's. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying it's like you from Detroit. Shot <laughs> uh, <but it>, <laughs> town, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Coco's. But Coco's was a black room, and like most black rooms, they they only last for so long, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's you know because it's like we want to make the money, mm-hmm. but we don't want to spend. Like the saying goes, you got to spend money to make money. Exactly. We want to make the money, but we want to cut all the corners. We don't want to make sure the building mm-hmm. looks the way it's supposed to look so we get the cheaper looking building because the rent is lower. You know, maybe the area obviously ain't as nice. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, shit's not up to code. Mm-hmm. You know, shit's not run right. It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have a certain feel to it, a certain look to it. Like when you do the white clubs, the improvs and the funny bones, they're nice establishments. Yeah. They're in great, nice places. Yeah. So it makes the audience feel like they're going to something worthwhile. Yeah. Black people just want to go, hey, man, let's get a, a, an abandoned building, throw some chairs in it, put some lights, a stage, a mic, and serve chicken. And niggas will come. And can I get the hookup? Right. And and initially, yeah, niggas will come. <laughs> but that ain't, that's not longevity. Yeah. You know, you, you, you really got the last black comedy club that was truly run on an elite level. And I know now, you'll know this, All Jokes Aside in Chicago. Wow. Remember All Jokes Aside? Yeah. 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 And that was, I was maybe in my 1920 oh. when I did that, when that was around. And they had a dress code. They, 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 and, and God bless them. I love those dudes. <laughs> I, did a, I did a documentary uh, called, uh, what the fuck was that? I don't want to say it. I got. I did a documentary about all jokes aside. Mm-hmm. And the guys that ran it, I wish I could remember the name, Lampert, something. But the guys that ran it, they were so uh, over the top with trying to be that mm-hmm. that they tried to have a dress code for comedians. And it's like, oh, wow, you can't tell comedy. <laughs> That's part of who what you wear is who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they ended that. But I love the fact I liked where he was trying to go with it. Mm-hmm. He was really on some upper echelon dress code. He would make the staff do fingernail checks. You had to have manicures. Your nails had to be clean. Mm-hmm. He ran it. It was a tight, tight. I've never seen a black comedy club run like that, ever. Wow. And even the ones that exist now, the the, the Comedy Factory in Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, Stardome in Birmingham, uh, Chuckles in Memphis, they're cool. Mm-hmm. They're cool. But this was on some other shit. So I'm, I'm just saying, like, in business or in anything, black people, we, we got to, we gotta, uh, yeah, we got to do better. Yeah. Like, like really and, and change the attitude when it comes to certain shit yeah. uh, I know I know naturally you know and, and, and Andy and I have gotten into this when it comes to stand up comedy black people don't do self deprecating humor 
We don't. White, that's a white thing. Because mm. black people, niggas have confidence. <laughs> I mean, black men have yeah. swagger and confidence yeah. and, and then that type of the arrogance, mm-hmm. which is where this mm-hmm. kind of comes from. Mm-hmm. We don't do, oh, I look terrible, my big nose, my fat stomach. We, 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 niggas, niggas, you see what we do. <laughs> niggas put on full orange suits. That's half, <laughs> that's half my act is, is I hate myself. Yeah, we, niggas put on purple shoes and, you know, alligator socks. You know, we, 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 we the toast of the town yeah. when we do it up. You know, so we don't have that kind of shit. Uh, and to, to, to some degree, it's a detriment, but uh, that's just us, man. You know? Yeah. So now uh, now that I'm no longer on Twitter, uh, where you can Burn. find Yeah, yeah. Where you can find me now is this thing called Patreon. I think it's either Patreon, Patreon. 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 P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And my handle is Mad TV Legend Ari Spears. Um, and Owen, what was the comedian's name? Owen Benjamin? Owen Benjamin, yeah. Yeah, Owen Benjamin, who really was a racist and got banned from Twitter. He's on there. But what I didn't know is that uh, however many followers you have is how much money you can make. And you can charge whatever you want. So if you have, if you charge a dollar per subscription and you got... 60,000 followers, you got $60,000. If you charge $3 per whatever and they pay it, so yeah, however many followers times, you know, $3 a, a head. And he was telling me there's dudes on here with basically no names, no credits, making 6000 a month. Uh, so it's kind of a new untapped market. So maybe this is where I can find my enlightenment and, and work <laughs> from the ground up. Um but yeah, y'all. Uh, as always, I'm still available. Instagram, uh, Aries Spears official. Facebook, Aries Spears. Pandora, Aries Spears. YouTube, Aries Spears. But yes, I'm no longer on Twitter. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It's over. The run is over. Wow, wow. No, I got something better than that. <laughs> Go ahead, pump your shit. Go ahead. Go well, on, you already did, you, but oh, you can do it again. Yeah, but you can catch me on Stephen Jossi Lark on Facebook.com, Stephen Jossi, at Stephen Jossied, uh S-T-E-P-H-E-N-J-A-H-S-E-E-D-L-A-R-K, at Stephen Jossied on Twitter. Thank you. And, uh, brother, I wish you all the best uh, with the book and uh, whatever further and future oh my gosh. endeavors you have. I appreciate this interview, you Mr. Got Spears. It. You got it. You got it. Man, you uh, made my dreams come true, man. Well, I, I, I don't know about that, but... Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm a stepping stone of whatever's uh, in your in your in your uh, in your direction, man. Thank you so much, uh, and I wish you the best of luck. And uh, thank you for making the drive over here. I know it's uh, it was a hell of a trip, but uh, oh, it's worth it. I appreciate it, brother. Thank I you. appreciate you. Yeah, thank thanks you. for coming out, man. Thank and, you so uh, much. AndyComedy.com. Uh, That's my website. All my social media is in the top upper right hand corner of my page. Uh, you can also uh, buy a T-shirt. Wouldn't hurt you. I saw some of you at the show. And you could use an extra shirt. Uh, so, yo, this is Aries right here. Or as always on the, on the Spears and Steinberg podcast. I think we out, Andy. Yep, we'll be in uh, Ontario, California next week. Yes, Ontario next week. And I think most of the shows are already sold out. So uh, come show us some love. There might be a few seats left. Come put your asses in them. And uh, I think that's it for us. And one more time to all my Twitter followers who have been listening to this podcast. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your loyalty. I thank you for standing with your dude. Oh, and by the way, let me tell you. 
just like there's uh, in sports what they call it Raider Nation, uh, Laker Nation. Uh, my tier for my Patreon is going to be known for my faithful followers as the I don't give a fucks. Uh, so if now you will be a part of the I don't give a fucks like your main captain. Uh, so goodbye, Twitter. Fuck you, Twitter. Rest in peace. Boys to men.